0: Special teams matters. You guys don't want to miss this episode as we dive into special teams and how different players are in the mix for returning. Also, the YouTube comments. That is going to be fun. Of course, love hearing from you guys. And we are joined by Brian Bearfield, Big Sarge, on today's Locked on Texan podcast. You are locked on Texan. Daily Houston Texans Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Thursday edition of the Locked On Texans Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Now. Make your moment sparkle with jury from bluenow.com. Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive means you need to use Locked On at the checkout to get, get that discount. Thursday, I'm John, some sports guy Hickman joined by none other than Cody Davis here to discuss the Houston Texans. By the way, I'm a day away a from you to Mary. it Tomorrow's a big so, day. <laughs> it's a big day, of course. And, uh, again, if you guys want to show some love and show some support, I mean, we got Cash App, we got Zell, we got the registry. Whatever <laughs> you guys feel like is in your heart to do, go ahead and do it. But before we dive into the YouTube comments, Cody, Special Teams Coordinator, Head, well, not Head Coach, but Special Teams Coach Frank Ross said that Derek Stingley Jr. is in the mix to be a part of the return game and also – Marlon Mack was also fielding some kick returns and punts at practice. uh Yesterday on Wednesday was the last day of mini camps. Many mini camps until later next month. Derek Stingley and, and and Marlon Mack. Listen, I had a great conversation with some guys in a group chat, and they was wondering whether or not Derek Stingley should play a return, considering everything the Houston Texans have invested in him, the third overall pick, and they've been bringing him on slowly and. It was rumored he ran a Mm 4-3. He's a hell of an athlete. And the argument was, well, this season doesn't necessarily matter for the Houston Texans. I've always petitioned against that. If you're playing football, then games matter. And and I don't think that this is a franchise that can afford just a losing season because you're throwing it away. They got some talent in the building now. By the way, they had like a dance contest. Uh, you guys should go check out the Texans' um, I- IG page. They were dancing. A couple of those guys were getting a frat dance on some cues. Ooh! You know how they do. But back to Derek Stingley, I personally am not against him returning kicks and punts for this upcoming season. When you have that type of speed, playmaking ability, and he comes from a history of like Patrick Peterson, Tyron Matthew, you know those numbers, rates at LSU on the D- on the DB where they're able to. You know, affect the game in multiple ways. I think he is a player and an athlete. Once he's healthy, you should be able to utilize in the best way possible. Case in point, this is a defense, uh, this number two defense necessarily prioritizes your cornerbacks following the better receiver on the team, the number one receivers on the team. This is a season that I think Lovey Smith is going to switch it up a little bit going to make sure that he does everything to utilize each and every one of his players to the best of their ability for Marlon Mack. I think giving him some touches is also important, Cody. But Derek Stingley, do you have a problem with him fielding punts and returns for this upcoming year? This year,
1: yes, because it's the first year that he's coming off that major foot injury. And you already know me, John. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that I have a huge concern by the fact that after uh, minicamp ended, we still haven't seen him go through an entire practice. But at the same time, he isn't 100% healthy. And I understand it. I get it. He's going to be ready at the start of training camp. He's going to play a big role for this organization on defense when the 2022 season get kicked off and because he ran a 4-3 i would say that is something that you can kind of explore two, in the
0: shuttle as well
1: yeah that too I would say I would much rather see them explore that situation with Derek Stenley going into his second year. Let's give him an opportunity to get his feet wet in the NFL, give him an opportunity to to establish himself as this team's number one cornerback and hopefully one of the best defensive backs in the league, and then you can say, okay, let's kind of expand your role here. But as of right now, he's a rookie. He's still recovering from that major foot injury. I'm going to have to disagree
0: with that as of right now. And I'll say this to kind of come back to your your point just a little bit. The Texans don't have a lot of players that are just must-see. They don't have a lot of must-see TV players, right? Like, they have some good players. You know, Brandon Cooks is one of those, I think at this point, maybe the most underrated receiver in the league, one of the most underrated players in the league. We have high hopes for players like Jonathan Gennard. We have high hopes for players like – uh, you know Davis Mills. We know how great of a player Larry Tunsil is. However, let's face it, Larry Tunsil, as great of a lineman he is, he isn't selling tickets. This mm. is a franchise that had a problem with selling tickets last season. They do need a player that can be somewhat of electrifying. And I think Derek Stingley can be that. By the way, in his rookie year, freshman year, excuse me, at LSU, did have seventeen punt returns for six one hundred sixty three yards, average nine point six per return his sophomore year had six returns for 97 yards punt return so he did feel some punts in his first two years in lsu no kick returns at all and then marlon mack i think it's just good to get him uh any opportunity to get the ball in his hands as he's a player that you know unfortunately the last season last couple of seasons didn't have that opportunity midnight ace we're gonna hold going over to the uh youtube comments he said papa john cody shaking my head umar would be all over you eating the oppressor's pizza laughing my a off but side note little caesar's is terrible if you're over the age of five and six i'd rather be sponsored by the journals so i was with you in the first half of that midnight ace i
1: agree with the that Second
0: half uh no the journals good uh-huh. man don't sleep it's better than little caesar's god midnight ace also said "Tunsil missing voluntary camp sounds way better than breaking news Houston Texans QB, four, five, three, more women have came out. Um, you know, I, I, I'll just say this. You know, we try to stick to the Texans, active Texas news here. And uh, whatever Deshaun Watson has going on, I think that is partially more than partially the Browns problem. Whether or not Houston gets roped into it or not, then we'll cover that. But I do think that people overblew Tunsell missing uh, mandatory camp, Cody.
1: Yeah, and I 100% as well. Like I mentioned earlier this week, like I mentioned last week, at the end of the day, he already has spoke to the Houston Texans. He wasn't holding out about anything. Nick Asirio, Lovey Smith gave him the pass to miss voluntary mini- involuntary OTAs. Everything is all good with Laramie Tunsell in this organization, at least for this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And – Leo Garcia, this was uh, for all pro talent. This is for the Farrell Brown episode. I had a question. Two tight end sets, New England style? I think so. Hmm. I think that if this offense, and uh, I got to go back and read it, but there was a um, one of the NFL Twitter pages tweeted Pep Hamilton's route concepts, and uh, I, I definitely believe that this year, more than last year, we're going to see Houston really utilize their tight end group. They drafted Tiki Quintoriano. I'm really interested to see how high of a prospect or how high on him as a prospect they are. They still have Farrell Brown, which we talked about. Brevin Jordan, which we talked about, who is trying his hardest to get better as a blocker. And he's also going to be featured in this year's uh, tight end university with George Kittle and the Mm. boys. That's going to be pretty dope as well. So uh, I, I think that for this offense... They don't necessarily have just kind of like Derek Stingley with this franchise. They don't have a must-see, go-to type of you know electrifying, electrifying player. So they're going to really have to utilize everybody's skill set on that offense. And I do think a two tight end set would do. Uh, I'm not going to say wonders, but would do well for Houston. At BlueNow.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic and timeless jewelry piece all at a price you won't find at a traditional juror whether you're ready to pop the question or you're just celebrating a special milestone moment find jewelry as unique as him or her with the modern convenience of online shopping at bluenow.com build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments with fine jewelry no matter what you're looking for blue now has jury experts on hand 24 7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from Blue Now. And Locked On listeners get $50 off purchases, 500 or more. Make sure that you are using Locked On, at promo the promo code, at checkout. Again, that is Locked On at checkout, the promo code. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in a discreet package that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNow.com today.
1: Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another installment of locked on texans and as promised you see our friend our brother from another mother big sarge from sports talk 790 and houston style magazine big sarge my brother how are you doing and welcome back to locked on texans <laughs> let me tell you how much
2: I really <laughs> like you Cody and let me tell you why I, I I really like you and I really like John even though he didn't invite me to the wedding but it's okay because I got married uh going on two weeks ago I didn't invite him mm-hmm. but I ain't having no Wendy also <laughs> wedding like him I mean like he getting married like he a Kardashian or something like oh my like God Kardashian that's another story for another time let me tell you how much I like you and john and locked on, texas uh-huh i am scheduled to have a colonoscopy in the morning
1: why are you telling people this <laughs> do you know hey, it's like all, what bruce Kavita said a couple weeks ago we don't need to know this <laughs> let me tell you why
2: let me tell you why because the one thing that's very important for older african-american males mm-hmm. is for them to get a colonoscopy you mm-hmm. know that i am an ambassador for colon cancer everybody knows my story about losing my late wife to colon cancer in 2017. So me going to get this done at the age of 50 means a, means a lot to me. I I, I got to get it done. I will want to make sure that I, that I'm healthy. So yes, so I'm I'm advocating for people who can who the to to, to the listeners. I'm advocating if you are old enough, they've dropped the mandatory age. <laughs> to uh uh, i'm sorry they dropped the the minimum age to 45. it used to be you had to wait till you were 50. but Mm -hmm. now you can go at 45. so if you're 45 and older and you haven't had a colonoscopy yet to get uh get checked for colon cancer because colon cancer is preventable if they can catch it on time
0: Mm -hmm. so
2: with that being said with that quick psa about colon cancer and, and, and me advocating for people to go get a colonoscopy. You know, they give you this little stuff. They give you the prep before. <laughs> right? Yeah. They give you the prep before. And so, you know, the prep started at a certain time. And so I'm on here with you. Oh, and I'm man. going to make sure that I don't... <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's going to start cleaning me out. And I can't eat for from this point until after the uh the procedure's done tomorrow so this is how much I, I I love you all to come on here hand over heart to do this in the midst of taking bowel prep
1: I thank you first and foremost
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope I will listen you know if put it like this if you can encourage one person to go get themselves checked out especially young african-american males like you and i that i will say this has been one of the most successful podcasts that we ever did <laughs> deal <laughs> hey listen if
2: one person gonna get it done I-, I guarantee you, two people two males not just african-american males two males you know what two people let me not just let me not just restrict it to gender two people Mm. are going to go and get colonoscopies or scheduled colonoscopies and i want them to come back to the locked on texans podcast and tell you and john that big sarge (laughs) encouraged them to go and lay down and toot it
1: up hey hey Hey, that's a deal, and if that happens, I will definitely let you know. But, that's ladies right. and gentlemen, we, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have Big Sarge on because on Wednesday the Houston Texans ended their mandatory minicamp, and Sarge. Been out there on the grind every single day, like myself, like John, studying, analyzing what is going on, and if we could get a sense of what the Houston Texans will look like in 2022, big stars, let's jump right into it. And my first question that I really want to ask you and get your opinion, which rookie has been the biggest standout to you so far? Jalen Petrie, safety. (laughs)
2: Jalen Petrie has been the biggest standout because he's like a sponge. And I think that I've said this before, but he's a sponge and Mm -hmm. he soaks up everything and he never unlearns and he takes whatever he learns and he applies it. And so when they pull him to the side and they talk to him and tell him, okay, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be doing this This is your responsibility. Next, next thing you know, he's doing exactly what he's told. Now, I know that there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a learning curve for him because... The game speed in the NFL is a lot different than going through rookie minicamp and going through the OTAs and mandatory minicamp and even training camp. I mean, once they ramp it up and once it's game time and there's so much going on, I understand that there's going to be a learning curve for him and he's going to make some mistakes. Mm -hmm. But watching him now is one of those things where I'm saying, this is a guy that gets it. And and I I keep referencing uh, Justin Reed safety for the houston texans i keep referencing him because he was another guy that when he first got to the houston texans he got it like he got it and every time he got it he got it and then and then once he got it he became more and more of a leader now i want to say that i, I want to say that i wish i would have had the chance to see Derek stingley jr a little bit more yeah, and maybe no. you know maybe my my outlook and my opinion would have changed and not seeing him on the field outside of you know some drills here and there and not seeing him doing any any competitive competition because he's still recovering from his injury. Um I would have to say you know Jalen Petrie.
1: Mm. And really quick on a Derek Stingley um talk really quick and I know my listeners probably gonna kill me for this, but um you know we have went we have seen the Houston Texans go through three different workouts so far rookie minicamp um voluntary otas and mandatory minicamp we still haven't seen Derek stanley you know go through any kind of like ramp up ramp ramp up activities or anything like that and as a matter of fact on wednesday i I didn't even see him at minicamp so sarge with all that being said and yes i understand we are what a month and a half away from the start of training camp are you starting to get a little bit concerned about whether or not stingley is going to be ready by the time the season starts and by ready i means i mean that in the sense of him not missing games but him taking the mantle as this team's number one cornerback i don't i i'm not worried and the reason why i'm not
2: worried is because yeah, with Ricky Minicamp, you're really just trying to get them to, to learn the ins and outs, the protocol of being in the NFL, mm-hmm. you're getting them to, to to learn, you know, what time you need to be at the facility, what time you need to be at this meeting, what time you need to be at that meeting, what time we have to work out, what time we have to eat. There's, they're just learning the protocol as if they're going through their freshman year of college again. Mm-hmm. And so that that was really – I pushed that to the side. OTAs. Was more of okay. Now we have the rest of the guys here. For the most part, we have the mo- rest of the guys here. Now you're learning. You take what you've learned in rookie mini camp. As far as protocol is concerned, you apply that to here, and then you move forward. Now mm-hmm. we have the mandatory mini camp. Now you you ramp it up just a little bit more, but you don't want to go too hard. You don't want to do too much because you know that these guys have to be ready for training camp. So with this gap that he has, like those three phases that they went through. I just felt like it was a, a a process for him to say, "Okay, we're still going to give you more time. We don't need to. We know who you are. We took mm-hmm. you with the number was the number three overall pick, correct? Yes, sir. We took, you, we took you with the number three overall pick. We know we we know what we have. We know what we have. We know what you can do. Take this time to make sure that once training camp starts, because once training camp starts, there's no there's no turning back then, because mm-hmm. it's training camp, preseason, then regular season. So I think that once Training camp starts. We'll start to see him ramp it up a little bit more. We'll start to see him involved in different drills. They're going to test him to see just exactly how healthy he really is. That way they can make the necessary adjustments if he's not ready. So Mm -hmm. I'm not really concerned just yet. Now, if we don't see him during training camp, if we don't see him participating a lot during training camp, then I'm going to worry because he's not a veteran to be able to come in and miss training camp and then just jump right into the season and keep going. So I I, I, I would only get worried if I didn't see him in training camp. I also want to say this real quick is, you know, like I said, I picked Jalen Petrie because he's who I saw the most. You know, and I seen Kenyon Green, he he has a learning curve. But I wish I, wish I would have gotten a chance to see Mechie just a little bit more yeah man. and what i mean by just a little bit more like i seen him on the sidelines we seen him on the sidelines mm-hmm. you know catching and doing some sprints and things like that i I want to see if he is going to be ready remember he told us on draft night i'm ready
1: yeah i'm ready
2: right now and the texas organization was like you may be in your mind but we don't think you are just yet so between Derek Stingley jr and John mentioned the third I want to see those two in training camp that's when I'll start doing a little bit more evaluating.
1: speaking of evaluation I know a lot of us been talking a lot about the freshman class but what about the sophomore class who are some of the second year guys that has that have been standing out to you excluding davis Mills from this conversation we're gonna save that for the for for the third segment <laughs> hey I have a question for you cody
2: mm-hmm why do you always smile when you say davis mills name because right. uh, there's yeah. a lot of promise. There's a
1: yeah there's a lot of promise <laughs> promise to do what promise to be great promise to be great here in the great. city of houston great at what golf <laughs> so disrespectful no so i'm just,
2: disrespectful. just asking because you know what cody the only reason i'm asking is because you know I've, i'm seeing all this chatter on social media about everything else that was everybody else's fault except davis mills you know and i know we're going to talk about davis mills a little bit later on but you know cody that i was one of the people who was like his harshest critic and gave him his props as he progressed but i never blamed everybody else for his transgressions there are some things that happened with davis mills that was davis mills fault. And I can't say that had anything to do with Coach Cully, with Tim Kelly, with the offensive line, with the running back situation, none of that. I digress. Let me give you three second year players that I have been watching uh during OTAs and minicamp. Roy Lopez, defensive lineman. I was curious to see what type of shape Roy Lopez was going to come back in, uh come back in this season. Last year. He came into the season and he still had some of that college weight on him. Mm-hmm. And although he could use it to his advantage, sometimes it was causing him not to be able to get off the ball quick enough. It was, it, it, he was using raw strength instead of being able to use skill, speed, you know, agility and things like that. Well, Roy Lopez looks great. And, I mean, you've you've seen him out there. Mm -hmm. He lost a lot of weight. He got in shape. I talked with him at one of the community events that the Texans had, and he said that was my mindset. He said, I've always been a strong guy, but I've never been a guy that has been just really cat-like quick. So I wanted to make sure that I got in shape so that I could use quickness and strength to be able to beat some of these offensive linemen. So I'm looking for Roy Lopez to have a really, really good year. Second player I have is Brevin Jordan, tight end. And he looked like he's picked up on running the routes, on running routes better. But he also looked like looks like he's dedicated to blocking. I think that he had to get into his mind that I can't, I'm not going to be running routes every play. I'm not going to – I'm not a wide receiver. So sometimes I'm going to have to stay in and I'm going to have to block. Sometimes I'm going to, to stay in and help the offensive lineman. And it looks like he's dedicated himself more to blocking now than he did from what i seen last season. And he's running better routes. And the third guy I got, you know, you and John, <laughs> man, listen, Let me let me tell you something. I don't know if if I, I I think we were standing next to each other when the Texans went into this certain package and I looked and I seen Reverend Jordan on one side. Then I seen Pharaoh Brown on another side and then I seen this big number 12 mm. on the same side as Pharaoh Brown. And I said to myself, oh, God, <laughs> that like that, that's a big package. Not only is that a big package with Brevin Knight on one side, Pharaoh Brown on the other side, and you got a wide receiver as big as Nico Collins, who, by the way, starting to seem like he gets it, Cody. Mm
0: -hmm. He's
2: starting to get it, meaning that he knows that I can't use just my raw ability and talent to win matchups and battles in the NFL. I'm going to have to learn how to run better routes. I'm going to have to learn how to come off the line a little bit better. I'm going to have to learn how to beat defenders and get their hands off of me because I am a bigger receiver. So they're going to want to jam me a lot or try to hold me up just long enough so they could the the back end of the defense can do what they need to do. Cody, he's running better routes. And I get Mm -hmm. it. People are going to say, well, it's just against the air. I got that but watching him in drills and watching him you know in the mini camp he's running better routes he's getting off the ball faster he looks like he's actually catching a lot of balls with his hands a lot of uh, uh, a lot of common fans don't realize how important it is for a wide receiver to catch the ball with their hands and not let the ball get into their body he's catching it right here and when you catch it at a certain spot, to whereas you can catch it, tuck it, and run. That's what it looks like he worked with, and his timing is better. Working with Davis Mills in the offseason got a little bit better.
0: <laughs> Our friends at Bill Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Bill Bar has truly outdone themselves with the new mud pie. Flavor, which is kind of running through the Locked On text on Locked On Podcast Network. Everybody is loving them. Can't wait for my packs to drop because every flavor Bill Bar has dropped so far, I've been in love with. And for the first time ever, Bill Bar is introducing the new Mud Pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Come on now, you can't beat that. You also can't beat 150 calories, 8 grams of sugar, only 16 grams of protein. It's great. And it's just like your mama made that bake, that bake pie back in the day And this creamy chocolate mud pie wrapped up just for you, topped with 100% real chocolate. Go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at build.com. First picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today.
1: Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this latest installment of Locked On Texans. And in the first segment, we talked about the improvements of second-year players, but we excluded my boy, Davis Mills, from the Liz Bassard's Real talk from what you was able to see out of mandatory mini camp, voluntary OTAs, what are some of the improvements that you are seeing from Davis Mills?
2: So some of the improvements that I've seen is that well for me, I I I've said that, you know, in, in seeing him in four weeks, and this is with the mandatory minicamp and the OTAs, I It looks like he's on a roller coaster. But then, as I take a step back, I say, here's a young man who's in his second offensive system, who's Mm -hmm. under his second, you know, in his second year in the league, he's under his second offensive coordinator, even though Pep Hamilton was his quarterback's coach and he has a familiarity with him. Now, Pep is calling the plays. And, you know, he's learning a whole different system. He has some new players that he has to work with. So, you know, I had to take a step back because And one, you know, I I seen him inconsistent like he started out last season, Mm -hmm. but I seen the confidence in him. And so I had to make sure that my criticism or, you know, or or my praise of him was done from uh, a a place of removing all of those factors. And when I remove all of those factors, I, I will say this. Given the chance, given the opportunity, if everybody can stay healthy, if they can get what they need out of Marlon Mack, if they can get what they they need out of these uh, out of these wide receivers, you already know what you're going to get from Brandon Cooks. You know, you know, hmm. you're hoping what you're going to get from from Nico Collins. You could project that. You you know, uh, Philip Dorsett is starting to look like he's going to be a, a huge impact in this offense. If you can get that along with some stability at the at the offensive with the offensive line, I could see Davis Mills having a a a really good. I could see him having a really good season, and he's going to take his lumps. He's he's going to take his lumps. He's going to have have some ups and downs because as the season progresses, I feel like coming out of the gate, since no one really knows what a Pep Hamilton offense is going to look like. They're going to be able to surprise a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. This is when I'll start judging Davis Mills after the halfway point. Once they get into the second half of the season, and now they have to come back and they have to play Indianapolis again, when they have to play Jacksonville again, when they have to play Tennessee again, and when the schedule gets a little bit harder with some of those teams that they have to play on the back end, I think they have a stretch where – you know I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be there or not but the Cleveland Browns have a really talented team but there's mm-hmm. a stretch where they play the Cleveland Browns they play the Dallas Cowboys they play the Kansas City Chiefs those three teams are projected to go to the playoffs this year so if he could survive you know once he gets into that even if he could if he can win one game out of that stretch but if he pulls off two now the Texans will have have something to to work with My my issue and my problem is, is even if he makes the improvements this year, let's just say he improves the Texans to seven wins. Is that enough for them not to take a quarterback Mm, with one of their first picks next year? Davis Mills, will they see enough? And so to answer your question, I have seen some improvements in him. I mm-hmm. like the confidence in him, and it all goes to show you that some of the things that I don't know if you noticed the trend or not of me, the questions that I'm that I'm asking some of these players, and and I, I it comes from a place for me being in the military, right? it's in the military once you get stability, once you get stability and you know what, what it's going to be day in day out. Hey, this is what we're going to do. Bam, bam, bam. You get to and then. As you do that, your confidence grows in getting the mission completes. Your confidence, your ability, your knowledge. And now you're saying, okay, we did it this way, but we've been doing it like this. I can, you know, improve on it a little bit here or there. That's why I keep asking these players about having stability with. Your head you knowing your head coach is here already, knowing that your offense coordinator is here already, your defense coordinator is your head coach who was your defensive co- coordinator last year. There's a lot of things going to that. So with Davis Mills, him having this stability around him with Pep Hamilton in his ear again, but in his ear as his offense coordinator, and Lovey Smith as someone that he's seen on a daily basis. And Lovey Smith has the credentials to be able to lead a team. I I I like what I'm seeing so far.
0: Mm,
1: Sounds good. Um, Outside of freshmen, sophomore, who are some of the veterans that have been able to catch your eye so far through these first couple of weeks?
2: I know this is going to sound redundant, and I think that you all have talked about this before, but Brandon Cooks. like Brandon Cooks is a leader.
1: Honestly, Honestly, we haven't talked much about Brandon Cooks as of yet. Okay. Brandon Cooks is a leader. I like what
2: he does. I like every, and he doesn't just you know talk the talk. He goes out there and he performs. And every rep is a game rep for him, mm-hmm. you know. And and if it's not done right, he'll stop. Hey, look, let's do this over again because if you can give me the, I need the ball here, and maybe I didn't run the route right, or maybe the ball. Let's start over. Let's do it again. So I like what I like what I'm seeing out of Brandon Cooks. I like what I'm seeing out of Titus Howard.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, a
2: lot of people don't realize – I'm going to go back to what I said. A lot of people don't realize, again, that stability. Knowing that he's going to be the right tackle and the right tackle only, I love, I love, love, love what I'm seeing from him. Uh, Pharaoh Brown. So, <laughs> you, you know, Pharaoh's my guy. Yeah. Real quickly, yesterday when he was coming to the uh, – I'm sorry, Tuesday – When he was coming to 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 do his media availability you know he's learning how to ride a horse right Mm -hmm. so i seen him i said so how's uh learning how to ride that horse coming along he say hey better than i thought especially with these gas prices (laughs) he said you might see me pull up here you might see me pull up here on it so uh but i like pharaoh uh uh, pharaoh's mindset in uh he's he's coming to camp He's coming to camp in way better shape mm-hmm. than, he, than he's been in before. Like this is, I think this is the best shape I've seen him in in his NFL career. And I think that him looking over his shoulder saying, hey, this rookie – I mean, uh, I'm sorry, this second-year player in Brevin Jordan, he coming. Hmm. He's coming. So I like that. Oh, I know you said veterans, but I'm going to tell you a rookie on the defensive side of the ball that I like to. Christian Harris.
1: Of course. Of course,
2: you know I've talked about this before, man. I did not realize that that guy was so fast. He's fast. Like I, I'm not talking about quick. I'm talking about fast. His reactions. Ah, he's he's on it. He's on it. He's on it. So him, uh, and last person that I really like watching that that I think that should get some. Well, two players. I think should make a, a huge impact on the defensive side of the ball if they can get the playing time
1: defensive back jonathan owens and Grayland arnold hmm. that's um really quick the jonathan owens is an interesting um name um that's somebody who you know has been th- through the ups and downs throughout this organization you know he'd be active one week then spend the next three on the practice squad what is it about jonathan owens that has been catching your eye so far he he seems like
2: he is more dedicated to mm-hmm. the game now, and I'm not saying that he wasn't before. But when you are, you know, when you are engaged, uh, or you know, when you're when you start out dating and now you're engaged to a superstar like Simone Biles, there's a lot that comes with that. Mm-hmm. A lot. I remember. I remember last year when he came to his media availability and this is the time
1: where uh Simone had just like um she had stopped competing due to mental health issues
2: yes and every question that they Mm -hmm. asked was about Simone Biles and I was like this young man is trying to make a football team this (laughs) young man is trying to get playing time and you all are you're asking him about this at his job when, when he gets off his job, he still has to deal with it because you remember, she's in another country. Mm-hmm. So that's a different time zone, and he's up making sure that he's taking care of the woman that he loves. Well, now all that is behind him. Uh, the only thing he has to worry about now is the wedding that they're, that they're uh, getting ready for, and he's like, hey, look, she getting ready for it. I'm just going to show up. So I like the fact that when we talked to him, there was a lot of just football questions, and you could tell that He's more he's focused now. He's really focused and watching him go through these drills and watching him go through. He he stepped it up. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to see, you know, how that's going to
1: transcend over into the regular season. Big Sarge from Sports Talk 790 and Houston Style Magazine. Really quick, Sars. Well, can I listeners follow you at on social media? And please be sure to plug in your podcast as well. You can find me at Big Sarge Sports with a Z at the end on Instagram and on the Twitter,
2: BigSargeSports.com. And you can also uh, listen to me on sports, t- uh, sports Talk with Big Sarge. I had to like, wait a minute, what is it? Oh, yeah, Sports Talk with Big Sarge podcast where I'm going to this week. I know I know, this is a football podcast, but, you know, my next podcast is, that's about to come out, you know what it's about? Basketball? If the Boston Celtics. The Boston Celtics can pull off these next two games and win the NBA Finals. I can make I'm going to make a strong case and argument where they're basically nothing but the 2015 Golden State Warriors.
1: You mean 16? That's when they blew that 3-1 lead. No.
2: I'm talking about 15.
1: They won in 15.
2: If Boston wins the next two games, they'll win too.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah so i don't think that's happening but you know by the time you guys hear this the finals probably be over to be honest because <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, on- <laughs> yes sir and as always i'm your host cody davis please remember to follow me on twitter at cody davis underscore 24 and please remember to follow my co-host johnson sports guy hickman at john underscore hickman 12 please be sure to give him a shout out on twitter because his wedding is this Friday, and that's part of the reason why he is not on this screen today. but invite me. <laughs> until next time, ladies and gentlemen,
0: peace.